part of my um, part of my the message I shared uh, at my mother's funeral was out of Isaiah six, and I'm just gonna in honor of her today. I'm just gonna share with you what I shared with the people that day. My mother was one of the most giving people I ever met, ever. She did more for people. I mean, she just lived her life to be a blessing to other people. And in Isaiah 6, in verse 1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And this kind of seems like a strange passage, and I actually I said that um, to the people at the funeral. They said this kind of seems like a strange passage to read at a funeral. But in the year that Carlene Wimberly died, I saw the Lord. And the Lord spoke something. I've read this passage even at funerals before, but I saw something really unique about this, and and I'm bringing this challenge to all of you today. And Isaiah saw from the Lord several things, but this was one of them. He said, woe is me for I am undone, because I'm in verse 5, I'm undone, um, and there's there's no scriptures, uh, we had our board, our brand new board went today. That did something. And so they, thank God for our team that they even got, they had to redo a whole new board in, in 30 minutes. And so Becca and her team did a great job. Give them a big hand for that today. Amen. <clears throat> that we actually had it. <clears throat> it, was the, it was the board we've used for a long time. <laughs> and the brand new board decided to not wake up this morning. So anyway, so there's no scriptures on the, on the board today. I'm just let, letting you know. Um, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And I was sharing with them, I was sharing with the people there, and I'm sharing with you today that, you know, when the Bible talks about lips, it's not just lips, you know. It has to do with the mouth or with words. And, you know, you can find out about a person's life and kind of where they're at, usually in about 10 minutes if they're a talker. If somebody talks, you can find out about kind of where they're at and your mind can kind of position them a little bit within about 10 minutes because of their lips. And if you're around a person that talks about other people. Um, and I mean, you know, everybody talks about other people, but I mean, some people talk about other people more than, any, than, than other people. And if you're around somebody and they talk about somebody and they're being negative about other people, you can, pretty, you can pick up pretty quickly where that person is in their life. And, and a lot of times when we have to make other people look bad to make ourselves look good, there's a lot of insecurity in us. It's not that we're bad. It's just that we've got, there's things that we have to work out. And, and in this passage, 
All right, so, so the truth is, everybody's got stuff, right? Everybody's got something that they're working on. There's something, he called them unclean lips. There's things that come out of our mouth that defile us or kind of place us and things that we need to work out, attitudes that we have. Somebody doesn't do something the way you like it, and so you have an attitude toward them. The things that we have to work out. Well, Isaiah said, I'm one of them, and I live in a people of unclean lips. And so, the passage goes on to say, behold, then it says, one one of the angels flew to him, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it, and he said, behold, this has touched my lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. What does that represent? The only, the only one that can take sin away is Jesus. So, I'll, I'll put myself in Isaiah's position. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live in a people of unclean lips. We all got something that we have to deal with. But thanks be unto God who has triumphed on our behalf and cleansed us of our sins and purged us of iniquity and we've been delivered and we've been set free. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Amen? I've been delivered. I've been set free. We all got stuff, but thank God. But for the grace of God, we'd be dead. I am what I am because of the grace and the mercy of God. How often is the mercy of God new? Every morning. morning. (laughs) Your eyes open before your eyes open. Before it turned 12 o'clock midnight, the mercies of God are new every day. We don't deserve the mercies of God. We don't deserve to be forgiven in the natural realm, but because of what Jesus accomplished, we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and the grace and the mercy of God is there for us every minute of every day, no matter what, so that we can live above condemnation and above guilt of the mistakes that we have made and live on and past and be delivered and experience what God put us here on this planet for. And I really believe that in this passage right here, is, is a key to what we've been put here for. And I, like I said, it was just in a 10-minute period, but in the short 10 minutes, the challenge that I gave the people at the funeral in honoring my mother, and the challenge I'm giving you today, and you, can, you don't know, most of you didn't even know my mother, but you can say, you know what, I'll take that challenge, that in the year that Isaiah said in the year that King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord and he took this challenge. So in the year that Carlene Wimberly died, we saw the Lord and we took this challenge. And the challenge is found in verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then he said, Isaiah said, here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell the people. Who, 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 and and I I just, 
This is the way I've translated this. Who's going to make a difference? Who's going to quit talking the way they've talked? Who's going to take the challenge of making a difference and being a blessing to people instead of continuing to remain in that unclean place of saying things and doing things that are not pleasing to God, that actually He's delivered you of and empowered you to walk free of. Not only, what good would it be if God delivered us of something and didn't give us the power to be free of it? We're liberated and free. I'm a man of unclean lips and a people of unclean lips. Because somewhere in the last six months, I've let things come out of my mouth that shouldn't have come out of my mouth about someone else. I I can't think of what it was, but there was something I said. And I've repented for those things. And my challenge in 2014 is never putting my mouth on anybody except to bless them and to speak well of them and to encourage them and uplift them. Because if Isaiah can do it, I'm in a greater position being filled with the Holy Ghost. Isaiah wasn't filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit. I'm filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit, and I have the ability to take this challenge and to do good and to make a difference. And God put us on this planet to do it. So, to do that on a regular basis, what I'm challenging you with, and I'm going to give you the four things, the four scriptures that God gave me. My challenge to you is that in this, the beginning of this year, and today would be a good day to start, is to take a number of scriptures or confessions and begin to frame your year with these words. And so, man, I cannot tell you how that these four passages of Scripture this week have become so real to me. And the first one is, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. But I've, but I've for, for five days now, I've, been, I've stopped every day and thought about the fact that God made the day that I'm living in. How should I act in this day? How appreciative am I I that God allowed me to breathe in this day? I mean, I'm still breathing. How about you? I'm breathing today, and and I've, I've been blessed to live another day, and I can choose to worry and be fretful over things that aren't right, or I can be thankful for what I have and be thankful for the people around me. And be thankful for, for who is in my life. And, and thankful for the people that are around me that God is giving, giving me to be a blessing to. The opportunities that He's giving me. Or I can sit around and think about what's not working in my life. What I don't have. Why is this? Woe is me. And at the end of the day, you lay down and there's really no accomplishment in the day. Maybe you went to work. Maybe you made money. Maybe you did this. Kind of like the George Carlin thing. We, we've, you know, we're, we, we work harder but have less. 
You know, humanity does. I'm not saying that over you. I'm saying humanity. We don't have to live that way if we'll frame our world with what God says is true and then, and then draw the real wisdom and the meat out of everything that you confess on a day-to-day basis. Another thing that's just become really real to me, and these are just, these are very familiar scriptures. But greater is he that's in me than anything I face. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean, I mean, there is a reality. I mean, this, this is a reality. Greater, I was born a second time. And because of that second birth, He lives in me, and he's greater than anything that I face. So that means anything that you're facing today, tomorrow, the next day, when you enter into the day, it's already the the day he made, okay? And he has empowered you on the inside to be able to handle anything that you're facing. One of the things I say in my confessions every day is that I'm equal to anything that I face. In other words, nothing can overpower me if I'm drawing from God himself. Nothing. The third thing, that I, these are four things I'm speaking all year long. There'll be other things I'm speaking, but specifically these four. I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. If I can, if I can handle anything because of who's in me, I'm empowered to, a, to not just face anything, but overcome any obstacle or situation that comes my way. But see, see, the framing part of it is the doing part that has been a difficult thing for lots of people. People get tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again. Why would I say the same scriptures over and over and over again for 12 months? We need it. Amen, sister. Right? We need it, but, but here's the thing. If you've never done it, you don't know what's on the other side of it. If you've never done something that is that simple, see, see where... where, where my mother got in trouble was her educations and her master's degrees and, and things that, that, I mean, and she, she loved God and she loved the Word and she worked in the church and she was a counselor in the church and did different things. But when I tried to explain being a doer of the Word and gave her things like I'm telling you today, it, 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 it was too simple. It had, it had to be more difficult or something. There had to be more to it than that. And I'm not saying you just have four scriptures all year and do nothing else. I'm just saying it's, a, it, it, it's, it's part of the maintenance that we have to do to maintain spiritually. There's maintenance that you have to do on your physical body to maintain your physical body. There's maintenance that you have to do in your car to, for your car to be maintained. There's certain things that we have to do to make things right. And there has to be the right maintenance. You've got to be framing the world you live in so that the world out there doesn't tell you how it is. Because it's trying really hard, working overtime to tell you how it is. 
and how it's going to be, and you're going to do this, and you're going to lose your job, and you're going to go broke, and you're not going to be successful, and, it's, and all these kind of things are happening and going on out here, and it's, and it's a lie because it goes contrary to what God says about us, right? And number four is if God is for me, nobody can be against me. If God is on my side, then nobody can be against me. And you know what, you know what that says to me? What that says to me is that I don't have to be afraid of somebody doing something to me because God is for me. See, I don't have to, I don't have to confess that scripture in anger towards somebody that I feel like is trying to get the best of me. That's not what that scripture was meant for. It was meant for you and I to have confidence that nobody can do anything to me if God is for me. <laughs> right? If Michael Jordan's on your team, you have no concern about whether you're going to win or lose. Right? It doesn't matter how good you are. If he's on the team, he'll get it done. And he did. Yes? I'm telling you, if God is for me, nobody can be against me, and, and there's no way I can lose because I'm on the winning team. He's already won. I'm on his team. He said I can be on his team. I've chosen to be on his team, right? I've embraced it. He lives inside of me, and he's bigger than anything out there. And in him, I can do all things, right? And, and, and today, I mean, the day, I mean, what? Today is on loan from God. I mean, why can we breathe today on planet Earth? Because the scientists tell, we can, tell us that we can? No, because God set it up this way. And he made another day. And he's going to make another day. Right? And, and it doesn't matter how green we get, there'll still be another day. Or it doesn't matter how greenless we get, it'll be another day. There'll be another day. Because there's enough in the earth because he created it that way. And no matter how bad men have been, still the grace and the mercy of God have overcome and causing us that choose to receive and embrace it to live in the fullness of God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter that it appears that there, you know, we're going to be out of water by 2010. I saw a report on that. There'll be no clean water by 2010. Well, whatever, you know, the angels has to come down and put angel dust on the water to make it clean. Whatever has to happen, it's going to happen. All... If God is for me, nothing can be against me. Amen? I mean, that, that's the God we serve. But if you're not framing your world every morning, every morning with those thoughts, some other thoughts will take over and tell you different. And you can do this for a week and then stop for a week, and by the end of the week that you stop, you're convinced that this doesn't work. absolutely convinced that it doesn't work. Look at Luke 6. And I'll end with this. This is a great passage. Luke 6 and verse 46.
But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and he does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and he laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built his house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat venomously, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. You notice that the guy that built his house on the rock and the guy that built his house on the sand had the same things come against him? See, serving God doesn't mean things don't come against you. Framing your world means you're building a foundation that you can draw from when it happens. And, you know, I don't mean to go into this. I'm probably pretty much done with it. But, you know, when when you lose somebody that is close to you and somebody that played a big part of your life, when you lose somebody in the natural. Now, now when I say lose them, she's not lost. She knows exactly where she's at. Um, But when somebody has left you and there's a void that's there, you know, sometimes your emotions and your mind get involved and try to tell you how something is going to be. And if you have a foundation... What seems, to be, what seems to be bad or a negative, God will turn for the good. And it always works that way. It always works that way when you have a foundation and when you've framed your world. And so what happens is, I, I can't tell you probably into the hundreds of people over the last 30 days that I've been able to invest in and sow into. I don't think without exaggeration, I would say into the hundreds of people that I was able to sow into that I would have never been able to sow into had it not been for this opportunity. I'm I'm not talking about the opportunity of my mother leaving, but the opportunity of drawing from the foundation that I have and ministering to people life when, they're, when they so desperately needed it, you know? And, I, and I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful at the beginning of this year for the foundation that I have, and I want you all to be grateful for the foundation that has been sown in your hearts and, and to continue to frame your world on a day-to-day basis with that word and with the foundation I mean, with the word, so that the foundation remains strong, so that you can handle anything that comes. There's stuff ahead of us. There's stuff in in our nation and in the world, and there's things that will happen in your life ahead of you. But you've got that foundation. When it comes, you're able to deal with it, right? And and in honor of my mother, as I was telling you, as we realize there's stuff in our life, but we're choosing to not allow the stuff to remain. We're choosing to walk free because of what Jesus did for us and allow our lives to make a difference. And that our lives would be the difference everywhere we go.
Amen? And all the people that we come in contact with, that we make a difference in the things that we do. I'm excited. This coming year is a, is a great year. There's a lot of great things coming. Be watching for our dates for our, uh, our vision Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. We're going to cast new vision for 2014. Uh, be watching for, we've had connect groups this year and, and we're redoing those and adding some and taking away some. We, we did six months of connect groups and now we're going to redo those. And so be watching for the new dates of connect groups. And if you're not a part of a connect group, make sure to get and be a part of that because we've got some really fun things in, in this coming year. We're just excited about what God is doing in the earth. Amen? And we just want to, truly, we just want to be a part of what God is doing. How about you? We just want to be a part and be in the middle of what God is doing in the earth. So it's, it's exciting times and, and we're privileged and honored to be here and be a part of that here at Gates of the City. Amen? Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for your blessing and your empowerment today upon, upon your people. I thank you, Lord, for, for the word that has gone deep in the hearts of every person that is here. And as that word goes deep, that it does not return void, but accomplishes what it was set out to accomplish. We thank you that this coming year is an amazing year on behalf of all, an amazing year on behalf of all of those who step into it with this expectation, Father, for your greatness in the year 2014. We expect it to be a year where the great commandment and the great commission continue in and through our hearts, where we love God and we love people. And we disciple people and we allow things to happen in the lives of people through us. So we just bless you today, Father. We thank you for all 2013 and all the great things that happened. But we thank you for a bright future and we give you all the praise today and the glory. And everybody said amen and amen.